0: Regardless of what you ultimately want to see from the Orlando Magic for the rest of the year, one thing has to be apparent, and that is growth. So what did we see Saturday night? We saw growth. The Magic made progress, they made growth, they improved in a way that is tangible and real, and maybe they made a bit of a statement too. We'll get dive into all that, it's time for Locked on Magic.
1: You are locked on magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are Locked On Magic. Today is March 13th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat in overtime in a game that was almost a carbon copy of the Magic's loss to the Heat a month ago. Obviously, the result was different. The overtime was different. A lot of lessons to learn, but more importantly, progress that was clearly made. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Lockdown Podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code On. That's prizepix.com, promo code On. Once again, the Orlando Magic were up by 15 in the fourth quarter. Once again, the Orlando Magic did very little wrong and yet saw that lead dwindle down. Once again, the Orlando Magic played uh, an experienced Miami Heat team a Miami Heat team that is extremely confident late in games, and watch them make play after play after play after play to get back into the game. Magnifying not even the mistakes the Magic made, but just the missed shots that they made. And sometimes that happens, and and you're scratching and clawing and trying to get a stop, and sometimes you do get stops, and yet the other team is able to get themselves back into it. When Jimmy Butler hit that three... At the end of regulation, with every Magic fan screaming for Wendell Carter and Jalen Suggs to foul him and protect their three-point lead, with Butler struggling to settle himself for a shot and and, and taking and making a really difficult shot uh, to send the game to overtime, everyone was concerned about a repeat of last month's game in Orlando against the same Miami Heat. Where Orlando lost a 17-point second half lead, could not hit any shots down the stretch, and watched Miami erase their lead and send the game to overtime, where the Magic just didn't have the confidence or the juice necessarily to get themselves to a win. The Orlando Magic, though, are a different team, even over the last month, even as they've been essentially 500 for the last month. They are a team that knows how to win, you know, that maybe not doesn't know how to win games, but knows that they can win games knows that they are capable of putting their foot down and winning, of doing the things necessary, of rolling with the punches, for lack of a better way to phrase it there. know Magic knew this was a must-win game on Saturday night. After losing the first three games on this homestand, all without Wendell Carter, after losing the first three games on this homestand, their play-in dreams, or postseason dreams, seem to be slipping away. And... They seem to know that they let an opportunity go, but you, you can't get those games back. They're gone. They're done. You can only move forward and look ahead to what's next. But the Magic do—they had to have this one with a four-game road trip coming up, uh, and and really the last big push here to the end of the season with now just 14 games remaining. Jamal Mo, uh, David Steele on the on the Valley Sports Florida broadcast uh, said that he was talking with Jamal Mosley before the game and. Asked Mosley, kind of off the cuff, "Is this a game? Do you? Is this a must-win game? Do you need to win this game?" And Mosley, who usually is pretty buttoned up, kind of let it be known to at least David Steele that they were going to do everything in their power to win this game. Wendell Carter and Jalen Suggs both said in the post-game that they came into the into the huddle after regulation, after they just given up that lead, after they just gave up the game-tying three and said, Jalen Suggs I believe said this, we are not going to hang our heads. We have put too much into this game to lose it now. And the Magic had to come out firing to win it. As Mosley said after the game, no one on that that roster, no one on that court hung their head. Nobody got down on themselves for giving up that lead, for going to overtime. They got to work. The Magic burned off the first eight points of overtime. With Wendell Carter attacking the basket, getting a dunk, Jalen Suggs hitting a three, Markel Foles hitting a jumper, Wendell Carter hitting a three. Just a masterclass in execution that, that, that wasn't necessarily lacking toward the end of the game, but wasn't quite there. And Orlando's defense finally bottled up Jimmy Butler as no one else on the Miami Heat really seemed able to do much of anything else. You can listen to our friends at Locked On Heat uh, for the consequences of that. Things are not happy in the Heat Kingdom right now. Heat House? I don't know. Um, But the Magic put their foot down and won the game. That is ultimately what matters. And and we can get into and talk about blowing another lead. Not being able to finish a close game. And and look, those are all important things that this team needs to learn from. But the only way they're going to learn from them is experience. Experience is the word of these final 14 games. Get as much experience as you can playing these pressure games. Feeling the weight of every loss in the play-in chase. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Feeling the necessity to push forward, to get wins, to, to grind out wins when you don't have it. Figuring out what's going to be important for this team moving forward to win games. That all comes from experience. That all comes from being in these battles, in these games, and coming out on the other side. The Magic won this game because they'd experienced the heartache of losing this game. Because they lost this exact game a month ago. And if you're looking for progress, if you're looking for that growth, there is the tangible growth. All of us, myself included, probably felt like the magic were going to lose this game in overtime. The heat are masters at winning close games. masters at it. The, essentially their whole strategy is keep buck the, the game up, keep it as close as we can in the fourth, and then Jimmy Butler's gonna take us home and by golly did he almost do it. That's that Jimmy Butler's a really good basketball player. like I, 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 he's not getting enough of the credit that he deserves. But the Magic didn't wilt. Where they wilted a month ago, they played some of their best basketball in the overtime. They took the challenge of those extra five minutes and knocked it out of the park. Would it be nicer not to have to play those minutes? Would it be nicer to make a 15-point lead, a 20-point lead? Yes, absolutely. That's the growth that's still to come. That's the important development that is yet to happen with this team. They're not quite ready or consistent enough offensively for sure. Honestly, even defensively still. They're not consistent enough to play that 48-minute game. To put teams away, to put the hammer down, and it's something we've talked about here, is something this team's going to have to learn how to do. But that's always a, a, a more difficult thing. I think born out of conference, and something that a yeah, team on a three-game losing streak is going to struggle a little bit with, especially with its history in close games. But at the end of the day, what matters is the result. What matters at the end of the day is that you could give yourself something to learn, but you come away with the win. You put the past, you put what's happened to get you to this point behind you. You learn from it perhaps in the moment, but you put it behind you and you play in the moment and make the plays you have to make. Like Jalen Suggs coming from behind for a steal to start a fast break. Wendell Carter freezing Bam out of on a pump fake, driving to the basket and dunking it. Cole Anthony hitting an open shot. The Magic settling themselves down and showing maturity and poise to win the game in overtime. That is growth. That is a statement of growth from this team. And something we have not seen as consistently, perhaps, as we would all like. Or perhaps that growth hasn't come as quickly as we'd all like. Growth is very, very linear like we all hope it would be. But the Magic got down and took care of their business. The Magic showed that growth. They showed that development. They showed that they will learn that lesson even one painful step at a time. And for one night at least, restored all our hope that this team is capable of doing more this year than we thought and certainly setting themselves up for a big season in 2024. We're gonna go over the box score, talk a little bit about Wendell Carter's return. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Prize Picks. The NCAA tournament is getting ready to go. I, I, I I'm pretty. I've got my tickets secured for Thursday's first round games. Excited to see Virginia. Excited to see Duke. We all know that we have our brackets and we have our tournament tables ready to go, but get ready for a new game that lets you get in on the NCAA tournament action plus NBA action as well. It's called Prize Picks. We've heard us talk about it a million times. This isn't like your, this isn't like your parents' daily fantasy game. I don't know if there's people young enough that to even make that joke, but I'm making it. This is you versus the numbers. You pick two to six players and project whether they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection. If you believe Paolo Bancaro will score more than twenty points. Against the San Antonio Spurs, you say he will score more than 20 points against the San Antonio Spurs. It's really that simple. There's no competing against other people. You don't have to worry about going up against the Sharks. It's just you versus the projections available. And picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, and plenty, plenty more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe and fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational in more than 30 states, including Florida and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA.
0: Let's dive into the box score as the Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat 126-114 to in overtime. Can't believe it took me 15, 12 minutes now to say the score. But the Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat 126-114 in overtime. It was, honestly, this was a fantastic game by the Orlando Magic. Take out the overtime, take out kind of the conditions of it. Orlando played really, really well. And played really, really well for most of this game. There were pockets where they turned the ball over too much They to end up with 19 turnovers for 16 Miami points. Miami with 17 turnovers for 22 Orlando points. So even there, Orlando ultimately wins. Turnovers were the big thing that kind of slowed this team down. Otherwise, they were executing their offense pretty well. They were defending really well. Miami shoots only 11 for 37 for me on the arc, only 19 for 20 from the foul line, 44.7% from the floor. A lot of really good, good numbers there. They gave up only 108 points. Um, Considering how slow Miami typically plays, that's a pretty solid number. Only 23 points in the third quarter, 24 in the first. So, two very good defensive quarters. Two kind of turnover-filled quarters that kind of hit them hard. But if the Magic were able to settle their defense, they were typically defending very well. And look, Jimmy Butler hit a couple of really difficult shots down the stretch. Shots that you can certainly live with if you're the defense Leading scorer of the night was Wendo Carter. 27 points, 12 for 17, 17 shooting, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. That means he was perfect from inside the inside the arc. 11 rebounds. It was really good to have Wendell Carter back. Just plain and simple. You can see how much more comfortable the defense was. You can see how much more comfortable Orlando was. And sure, there's still some shaky parts, but Orlando was just much more dialed in defensively. Carter gave them just such a different look offensively too. He's just really smart getting himself to the basket. Really smart using his drives and his pump fakes and using the three, you know, as a weapon. He's still not hitting them maybe at the rate that he should, but using it as a weapon to get himself to the basket. I, I really loved Wendell Carter's game. It, it, it refreshed and energized the team. Um, they, they certainly don't win this game without him. I didn't think they were going to win if, if they didn't have him. Other great scores: Paolo Bancaro, 17 points. He shoots just 5 for 14, 6 for 6 from the foul line, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, I... I honestly like Paolo's game too, although he did miss his shots, did did miss some shots. Um, He was really distributing the ball well. He was really soaking up defensive attention and kicking it out and getting the ball moving. And that's when Paolo's at his best. You know, look, Paolo's a rookie. He's been entrusted with scoring. He's been given a lot of freedom to shoot. He sometimes abuses that a little bit. And and the offense kind of stalls when he's taking shots and when he's settling for jumpers and not getting to the foul line. This game even with a poor shooting game, showed what impact Paolo's going to have and what impact Paolo can have. We're seeing bits and pieces of who this guy is going to be as a player. Uh, And so, like, I will urge you, even though he's been really impressive, he's the rookie of the year, this is not the finished product. We are still getting flashes of who he's going to be. He is not done growing. He is not done developing. And I'm really excited to see how he develops and where he goes next because he had a really strong game. Franz Wagner, also a really strong game. 17 points, 7 for 10 shooting. 8 rebounds, including 4 offensive rebounds. Really did a good job tracking down long rebounds. 6 assists. He did leave the game in the fourth quarter after rolling his ankle. Not clear what his status will be for Tuesday's game against the Spurs. Magic were off off Sunday. They'll be off again Monday to travel to San Antonio. Um, So we'll see if he ends up playing Tuesday. Would not surprise me if he sits, but also that dude's dude's a bionic man. Um, He will play if he can. Franz was really good, though. He was stepping through the lane, getting to the basket. Um, if, if the Honestly, he missed the last five and a half, six minutes of the fourth quarter. If he plays those last five and a half, six minutes, the Magic don't go to overtime. Um, you know, look, every, every number, every stat suggests Franz Wagner is the most important player on the Magic. That when he is in the game, the team is better. And yes, I know he had a minus five in this game, so that may not necessarily be true in this game. But he makes everybody better. And so I would not be surprised if, if if that were the case. Markel Fultz had an up and down game: 12.6 for 15 shooting, eight assists, but six turnovers. Um, did a really good job getting to the basket, getting to his spots. But Miami did trap him, get him get him caught a few times. He does do this where he kind of dribble he kind of dribbles himself into traps, so he can't quite get himself out of it. Tries to make a, a trickier pass that he needs to make. Um, you know, again, it, it's 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 most of his turnovers are aggressive turnovers. They're not bad, necessarily bad turnovers. It's just Everyone doesn't play at Marco Fultz's pace all the time, um, but when he's dialed in, he is really, really good. Had a good long stretch um, where he was dialed in to get to his 12 points uh, and was really good in overtime to make sure the Magic got into their spots, got into, into their sets, and got good shots consistently. Double dose of strong play off the bench. Jalen Suggs, 16 points, 5 for 10 shooting, 4 for 6 from deep, 5 rebounds, 4 steals, 3 blocks, makes up for 3 turnovers, 4 assists. Um what's what 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 more is there to say about Jalen Suggs? I mean, he is everywhere. And look, he said he had a bad first first half and, and, and he might have, but in the big moments of the game, he stepped up. He makes he's making big shots right now. He's shooting really well. Um, small sample size in March, but he's you know, since February he's shooting like 37, 38% from 3. If that's something sustainable, if that becomes real, Jalen Suggs becomes a very different player, especially as he continues to slow his game down make smarter decisions off the dribble. That's that's kind of one of the next phases for him. But he is just such a dynamo defensively. It's hard to keep him off the floor. It's hard not to have him in there in big moments because he is going to make things happen. He is going to annoy and pester players. He he is really coming into his own here at the end of the season. Um, and it's honestly not being talked about enough. Magic fans are certainly talking about it, but I think everyone's still not caught quite caught up with him. Cole Anthony is much the same way, although not so much on the defensive side. 16 points, 5 for 9 shooting, made his only 3. 5 for 5 from the foul line, 6 rebounds for him. Uh, Again, just a really good job just kind of pacing the team, getting them going. The Miami Heat led in scoring by Jimmy Butler with 38 points. A couple other players, Bam Adebayo at 14, Tyler Hero at 14, Gabe Vincent at 13, Kyle Lowry at 12 off the bench. But Miami really not able to get much going offensively besides Butler. Even Butler was minus 8, although that's... A lot of that coming in overtime, even when he got a technical for te- stepping off the floor too soon, um, or leading the court area too soon. Orlando outscores Miami 18-6 to six in overtime, just a master class in the overtime period. Again, you look at my my usual key indicators. Magic defeated the Heat in the paint 60-50, to 30-46 um, for 46, uh, in the paint there. 15 second chance points to Miami's 12, 11 fast break points to Miami's 6. Turnovers were virtually even. Magic probably had a few too many raw turnovers. Um, but they did score more off of Miami's turnovers. Free throws were even at 20 apiece. Miami makes, 19, uh, or Miami makes 19, Orlando makes 17. So you lose that battle, but you're not getting killed on the threes. Orlando made more threes than Miami, making 13 of 37. That's how you win a ball game. So Orlando did a lot of things they normally have to do to win. Little shaky toward the end, but they got the job done. The Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat, 126 to 114. Some debate on orlandomagicdaily.com. Some debate among fans about the play-in tournament. I'll give you my thoughts on what the magic goals are for the rest of the season coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Built Bar. It's March, and you know what that means if you're a long-time listener of the pod. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff and now's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorite flavor. I just got my new box of Built Bars. I was running low on my, on my latest box. Some of, them, some of them starting to hit their expiration dates. Um, but I had to refill on some of my favorite flavors, like cookies and cream. Like I believe I got the churro puff, which I really like. The fudge brownie. There are so many great flavors. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Lockdown fan Will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You gotta try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. They're seriously so amazing you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, they have a they're high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 1% real chocolate. It's really the best of all worlds. Run to builtmarchmadness.com. That's builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick today.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Over, over at com, and, and and I want to thank um, uh, uh, Luke Duffy. who has been a guest on this show in the past. Uh, for, for kind of providing this thought this thought as well, because last week we were pretty low. Last week we were pretty upset. Magic were sitting four and a half games back of the final play-in spot. Um, you know, flirting with five and a half, with five games back for a little while, and, and with so few games remaining and, and such a tall hill to climb, it's been easy to start looking back down at the standings. Um, it, it's been easy to start thinking like, okay, Wendell Carter's hurt. We've already shut down Jonathan Isaac. It might be time to throw it in, or or to to be more protective of the team's future, whatever whatever you want to call it. And you know, I I've made myself pretty clear what my opinions are on ideas of tanking or throwing away season or throwing game throwing away games and opportunities. I still have a just blanket ban on any tank gifs. If you send me a tank gif, I am muting you. You can still read my tweets. I'm not going to block you, but you can't. But I'm just not going to listen to you. Um, that I will lift that. After, I will lift some of that after the lottery. I'll go through my, my mute list uh, after after the lottery. Um, I don't I don't suffer that. That's 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 not my philosophy. That's not what I believe in. And, and, and a big part of that is because this play in chase is not over. No one's running away with this thing. The Wizards lost today. to The Sixers, the Magic are back to being three and a half games out of that final play in spot. They are not out of it, even with a difficult road trip ahead, even with everybody in this race hovering around 500, even with the Pacers having an easy schedule to finish, to finish the season, they, the Magic are not out of this race yet. Now, are the Magic going to actually make it? No. Uh, I don't want to say no flat out, but probably not. It is not just the three and a half games they have to make up. It's climbing over Indiana. It's climbing over Washington. It's climbing over Chicago. It's climbing over Toronto. It's the number of teams they have to climb over and the limited number of time. And frankly, the fact that the Magic haven't been able to build a win streak in a little while, that's probably why the Magic are not going to make it. It's not because of anything that they're necessarily doing. It's not necessarily because they're running out of time. It's that they've got a lot of work to do. And honestly, I think that that work is still worth pursuing. Because there I've had a couple commenters, I've had a couple people come to me and say, after losses especially, this is why the play isn't this is why this team isn't ready for the play in this is why this team shouldn't be making this push. They should be working to secure their lottery position and you know at the end of the day, the magic are probably going to be fifth or sixth in the lottery standings. It, it would take a really strong finish to even flirt, flirt with changing that. But I, I think everyone who's like, well they're not going to make it, so why try is missing the point. This is not about making the play-in. This is not about making the postseason. This goal, this idea, this dream, is not about accomplishing the goal because that's it's it's pretty it's not a stretch, but it's it's pretty it's a pretty high up there goal. Um, it's not it's, we're not judging success or failure on whether the Magic actually make the play-in tournament. What we're judging this team on is the attempt. Is the learning. Is the growth that comes with it. Again, that was the big lesson from the win over Miami. Like, the win over Miami is exactly what we want to see in plain English. A month ago, the Magic blew a big lead against the Heat. Lost in overtime because they couldn't get over losing the big lead. A month later, this team lost a big lead, went to overtime... And said, "Nah, we ain't losing this game." And they went out and won the game. That's what this team wants to see. Now, again, I'm not calling out my calling out our friend, my friend Luke. I'm just adding the counterpoint to this. Close losses are okay, but they aren't the goal. Because next season, is it going to be about close losses? Next season, is it going to be about? hovering around the postseason. Next season is going to be a playoff season. Next season, the expectation is going to be that this team is playing basketball deep into April, into the postseason. That's, that's not just the dream. That's the reality. We can look at this team. We can look at the pieces on it. We can see how well they've played and what they could do at their best and even what they do at their mid and say they're good enough to win a lot of games. They're good enough to compete. They're good enough to be in the fight. They have the talent, and yes, we all recognize that there are still pieces to add in the offseason and that the roster building's not done, and they still have a lot of work to do. But you can't grow, you can't progress, if you don't take that step. The Magic are not going to be bad enough to get one of the top odds in this lottery. Charlotte, Houston, Detroit, San Antonio. The Magic are still closer to the play-in tournament than they are to those teams. And yeah, Orlando might, might climb out of fifth. But we're done looking down at the standings. We have to change that mindset, folks. It, it, I get it. Victor Wembanyama, Scoot Henderson... Are really special talented players, but that's a lottery. The Magic already won the lottery. We got Paolo Banquero. And that was a decision. And honestly, the lottery was a thing out of their control. The decision with who they picked was in their control, and they made a really tough choice, and they, they made the right one, it appears. Now we gotta start focusing and looking at what we have. And we gotta start building up with it. Because at some point you got to start winning. And, and that's just not a switch you flip on and off. It's a thing you have to learn and understand how to do. It is something that this team needs to gain experience doing now when there isn't pressure. When they can take a loss, feel the weight of it, but say, okay, we know what this feels like. We know what the situation is. We'll be better next time. Losses, wins and losses aren't everything. We should, we should be disappointed with losses. We should be thinking about ways this team can be better in those in those games. We shouldn't be, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater over every loss. I agree with that. And I agree with that approach. But we shouldn't be cheering them on either. Because we're past that point. Losses suck. They are awful. They are the worst. This team needs to be about winning. And that is a culture that starts today. That starts now. That culture of winning starts now. And if you break that in any way, that's a rot that's really difficult to root out. The Magic have 14 games left. I don't know how many they're going to win. 7-7 seven and seven isn't going to make the play-in. They're going to have to win 10. Maybe eight. Maybe they could get away with 8 or 9. To make the play in tournament, They're going to need a lot. But it's the attempt. It's the trying. It's the pushing and striving. And failing at times. In trying to pursue this. That's going to help this team get where they want to be next season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. omd Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. You're tuning in to like, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them I sell podcasts the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, you can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game-to-Game Podcast, Locked On Game-to-Game NBA Podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result— Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Be sure to get your cup of coffee for Brendan Fraser, the best actor, and all hail the everything bagel uh, for everything, everywhere, all at once. Hope everyone enjoyed their weekend. We'll Have a busy week this week with some NCAA tournament coverage as we get, start looking ahead to the draft. As well as the Magic's West Coast road trip, we'll get to you it all this week. We'll see you all right next time for another episode. Of the
1: hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.